What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmate's flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined as always by JD by God Oliva, who just something just happened. Oh, hold on. Astro the Wonder Dog has made his way into the Sorry, it's like a it's like a damn horror movie. We just start the show and I hear yeah, dog running in. We we all could hear it. Oh, you guys heard it too? Uh, yeah. Hi, bud. Yeah. Astro yeah, didn't I- want me to start the show without him. Well, Astro knew Sorry. that you were recording, and he's kind of the star of the podcast, so he needed to make his presence felt. Uh, thankfully, he didn't go like that one crazy chick did in California, in Pasadena, with a pickaxe going around banging down the door. What the hell was that? Bro, you tagged me in that, and I watched it like 10 times. I'm like, this is the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. There was a baby on the other side of that window, and thankfully the baby was okay. But like that video is insane, man. I guess the baby's grandma saved her, but uh, the woman was just trying to break. Like they were feuding or something. I don't. I don't know the whole story. I just saw the clip. So, but uh, yeah, that's a crazy ass story. It's a real crazy ass story. Like <clears throat> that's freaky. Have you heard of the man in the window? No, is that like okay. secret window with Johnny Depp? No. No. So this is the thing that um, I think it's a video game that like little kids are into. And someone showed my kid uh, uh, this video on the bus. And it's a story about like a mom rabbit and her little kid rabbit. And the mom's putting the kid to bed and reading him a story. And then the villain from the story is real. And he's outside the kid's window. And he's trying to bust into the house. And the the thing looks like a guy, like a normal guy, but just spooky. And so the mom rabbit has to hide the baby in the bathtub. And she has to go underneath the sink to hide. from the Okay. 
long story short, my kid hasn't slept right in two and a half weeks because he's now Who showed your kid this story. I've never wanted a box of third graders ears out worse in my life. It was on the bus. Oh, my gosh. So now he's like and he's always been kind of, you know, he's fairly rational. But this is like the first irrational thing he's ever gone through. Right. It's, it's that and losing our do- our first dog because he's like, right. He's like terrified something's going to happen to this guy. So like it's it scares him. And now this thing is like it's like his first taste of like mortality. And so like this has messed him up. So keep your kid basically keep your kid away from other human beings because they all suck. And eventually they're going to cost you sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So my. So we were watching, I want to say it was Peacock. We were watching something, and I didn't have it on the kids version of Peacock. I had it on the regular version. And next thing you know, there's Michael Myers, just like as you open the app and you're scrolling down to try to find something kid-friendly, and it's Halloween. It's all these scary monsters as you try to get – say, like, oh, crap, so I had to go to the, the kids version of it so uh, to get away from all that stuff. So my uh, – and then like the, the, the Halloween ends commercials are like everywhere, so – we have to try to just keep her away from all that stuff because it's stuff way too scary for her. Cause she, she has nightmares pretty easily. Um, we, we would show, I think we showed her, I think it was hotel Transylvania, you know, the Adam Sandler. Yeah. Like, that scared her. Stuff. Yeah. That scared uh, her. So, you know, but you know, she's only four years old. So, Oh yeah. Um, that anything that's like, anything that's like creepy, she gets scared by pretty easily. So we try to protect her from that. That's the thing with my kid is, you know, he knows his dad writes horror stories, so he thinks he's super brave. And, like, yeah. he, he wants – he's, like, we watched Monster Squad and stuff again, and he loved it. Like, he's like, yeah, monsters are the best, and he loves Godzilla, and he loves these things. But this story, like, the villain is, like, a dude. So yeah. I think that's what that, – I think that's what's scaring him more than anything about this is the fact that this doesn't look like a monster because we've reconciled that monsters aren't real. Right. This is a – this looks like a normal guy. So I think that's what's kind of freaking and, him out more than anything. And those you know? types of monsters, normal people coming into your house are very real. And now he's discovering Correct. that information. Correct. Yeah. Whereas for me, I'm like, this is boring. He's not a monster. That's dumb. Whereas yeah. this is legitimately terrifying him. So this has Ugh. been a thing. Like I, I, every time I wake up in the middle of the night, I've got a small blonde child with knees in my back. So Ugh. it's been... It's been a rough couple of weeks, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. I feel you. Well, uh, let's let's. Oh, are, is um, who who did your son say was going to play? Um, Ethan, swerve. Is it Ethan Jericho. He yeah. Swerve. yeah, yeah. We were yeah. watching because of the stupid man in the window. He couldn't sleep right. last night, and I'm like, damn, dynamite's on. It was a, so it's ten o'clock at night. I'm like, well, buddy, you can sit with me because I'm like, you know what? Maybe if I make him stay up late one night, because he missed two days of school, three days of school. So I was going to make him go Thursday, no matter what. I'm like, if you stay, you can stay up and watch wrestling with me if you just lay on the couch and maybe you fall asleep. I had these delusions that he would fall asleep like 10 minutes in the dynamite. Yeah, I was way off. He was up. He stayed up for the whole show and then <laughs> fell asleep shortly after. Now he's asleep. So it did work. It did eventually work. It's best yeah. night's sleep he's had. But yeah, we're watching dynamite last night. And he goes, Dad, if they ever make Ethan Jericho, it's the main character. That's the lead character of my books, the Jericho series into a movie. Swerve could play him. And I looked and I'm like, yeah, you that's a good call, yeah. kid. <laughs> like someone get someone get this kid's ear to Amazon. So like, yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk to Amazon. Let's talk to uh, Gravitas Ventures. Let's open up the purse strings a little bit. And uh, Gra- Gravitas has an Gravitas has a new movie with a Lionsgate called uh, Inhabitant or The Inhabitant that looks kind of gnarly. So we'll we'll hey, see if that hey, one ends up being any good. Hey Gravitas, I got seven books 
they're yours for a relatively <laughs> low price. I can't right. be bought cheap. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead and uh, get into the show here. We had a, a fun show. We got a lot to talk about. Um, on BTI, Black Taurus defeated Laredo Kid in an X Division title tournament quarterfinal uh, to advance in the tournament. Um, I'm sure it was a great match. Uh, they are really, really messing with our gimmick, but that was talking BTI, folks. Thank you. Thank you for talking BTI with us. I'm not going to do it. We have the gimmick is more important than anything at this point. <laughs> they could have Josh yeah. defending the world title, and it's like, mm, no, no, it's gimmick. Yeah. I, dude, I literally, I, I, I'm going to watch that match. So I'm not going to not watch it. I will watch that match. So I'll have to fast forward through all the bullshit with uh, Josh Matthews and Jim Miller doing all their non-funny banter that they do on that show to get to that match. But I will watch that match. And I wanted to this week. I just did not have time to do it. But you put, you know, Black Taurus and Laredo Kid. Oh, Laredo Kid, get well soon, by the way. Uh, yeah. he, did you see that he had emergency surgery? I don't. I don't want to like speculate what, what it was, we, but do we know what why he had emergency surgery. I don't know that that has been released yet. Um, but they were comparing it to when um when DJ Z was down in Mexico and he I guess he took it was from Laredo Kid actually I think he took a four fifty splash from Laredo Kid and then something happened internally and he had to have emergency surgery something similar. Um, happened to Laredo Kid over the weekend, and they have not released what exactly happened, but it was in Mexico on Sunday, and he was injured pretty badly requiring surgery, so he's going to be out a while. Man, I hope he's okay. Like I, yeah. we, we had a thing going early in, early in the show's existence where we talked about how Laredo Kid was so dramatically underutilized just across professional wrestling in general, and mm-hmm. it's a shame, man. He's, he's, a one, he's a really good high flyer, and I don't, I'd like to know what happened. I mean, it must be bad. For them not to yeah. release what happened, I you know, I don't know if they I don't know if they are like strategically not releasing. It may just have not gotten released yet, but it hasn't been. The American press hasn't gotten a hold of it yet, so we'll we'll keep our eyes open and obviously send our get well soon to uh, Laredo Kid. It looks uh, like great, a great talent, one of our fl- oh. one of our favorites. Sorry, go ahead. I'm looking at his Instagram post right now. A good luchador framed his face out of it, so respect to that. And unlike Twitter, I don't think Instagram has a translate button. Oh, no, there's a translate button. Hang on. Let's see if I can get this. I don't know how or where to start with the news yesterday. I'll be taking an ambulance after finishing the fight for the championship of Monterey. Underwent surgery. Yeah, no, nothing. There's a big gash in his stomach, though. Yeah. Yeah, they opened him up pretty good. So I wonder if it's like a, a gallbladder or something like that. Because I thought it, it doesn't seem like it's like a shoulder or a knee or anything like that. Because clearly it's in his stomach. So yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, my first thought was appendectomy, but they said something appendectomy. I can see. Match, so oh, ugh. wrestling's tough, man. Like I know, mm-hmm. I know. Okay, I'm gonna make fun of fans for a minute because some of them are so damn soft that it's like I don't want to see people get hurt. Like we want to see people dropped on their heads all the time. But the second one of them actually gets a boo boo, we like we like hate pearl clutch. Oh my god, they're really hurt. Like mm-hmm. this looks um, I don't know, man. Scary. Yeah. This scary, legitimate. man. Scary. Hey, before we get into the before we get into the main show, I gotta hit the button. Breaking news.
I was about to say you're having trouble finding the button. <laughs> no, I. It looked like you were about to say something, so I just I was pausing. For no, a you said I gotta hit something, so I'm like, oh. <laughs> no. And I'm waiting. No. And waiting. Yeah, <laughs> I meant I meant to kick the show off with this, but uh, according to PW Insider, I guess this is on PW Insider Elite. Uh, Mike Johnson, he is reporting that Chelsea Green is in fact exiting the company. Uh, there are rumors that she could be heading back to WWE, but that has not been confirmed yet. But it looks like uh, the mass exodus continues, so that takes us up to nine people since August have uh, have left Impact Wrestling. Um, Chelsea Green uh, looks like she's out. She filmed something over the course of the weekend during Las Vegas that is going to lead to her removal from the company. It's a quarter of the roster now, basically. Is out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Triple H's big thing is bringing back mid-carders. Like, not doing a lot with them, but bringing them back. So, I mean, that's kind of part of the course, I would say. Um, good for her. It's where she wants to be, I guess. No? Yeah, I mean, this this wouldn't be the first time she bailed on Impact to go to WWE right in the middle of a run. So, um, she kind of... But, look, she's not under contract, right? No. She's not... So, she's not a contracted Impact talent. Um, if WWE comes calling and they're offering you money and a contract and that, that check's going to come to the mailbox every week you, or hit that account that, you know, every single week, why not do it? And Chelsea Green, look, you're, she's got a, the, her window of success, of opportunity for success is getting smaller, right? Yeah. It's continuing to get smaller. And I think that she, since she's been an impact these last two years, she's actually grown a lot as a performer. Oh, um, for sure. Really got, yeah. Yeah. And they, they have really gotten something out of her, and I am disappointed because I'm like, you know what? There's a lot for her to do in, in the company, but WWE comes calling. You got to get paid. You got to make that money, and uh, you know, good for her, good opportunity, and I hope it works out well for her. Look, here's the thing. If you ever really want to get push and impact as a top talent, make good money and impact, the key is to be fired by WWE again. So mm-hmm. there's good news for her. If it doesn't work, she can come right back here and make even more next time. Yeah, yeah, her uh, her independent rate just went up a little bit um, by uh, by going back to WWE. So, um, I mean, honestly, good for her. I don't think Cardona is going to go. I think that's just part of the gimmick he's doing right now. I would be, yeah. I would be surprised unless he just wants to relax and not work hard anymore. Because mm-hmm. he does kind, of, he is a grinder on the indies. If he just decides, you know what, I just want to make money and hang out and play with my toys. Then I could see him going back, but he's actually in kind of the run of his career right now. So, yeah, I would I would be surprised. But again, priority. Everyone's got priorities, man. What's your priority? I, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Cardona. Uh, hell, I half expected to happen. It would not shock me at all to see him return in the Royal Rumble. Um, but with that said, with WWE and AEW and AEW's subsidized uh, junior promotion, uh, Ring of Honor, they're Ring they're, they're signing Ring of Honor. Yeah, they're they're signing up all these people. Uh, Matt Cardona, who is already one of the top independent talents out there, becomes the top, right? He is the guy on the independents making all the money. Bandito, um, which we'll talk about, uh, looks like he's off the he's off the books. So um, he he's going to be the guy that's going around to all the independents. It's going to be Matt Cardona. It's going to be Speedball Bailey, and uh, basically a lot of guys that are an impact that are kind of leading the charge on the independents right now. So he's if he doesn't go, he's in a really good spot to make a lot of money. Because he's the guy. Who else? Remember back in 2019 when the uh, the not a purge, the opposite of a purge, where everybody was getting gobbled up left and right, Mm -hmm. and it left this dearth on the indies. It really allowed like GCW's garbage stuff to really come to the forefront because 
everybody else was gone. That's when we got like War Horse and stuff like that got really <laughs> successful in the indies, and then everybody kind of figured out, oh, he's really not that good. You know, Sorry. you said War Horse with such disdain, I just had to laugh. Sorry. I didn't mean to, War but it's Horse. <laughs> but it was. You remember like 2019? Yeah. Like the most over indie guy, and then he got mm-hmm. put on AEW against Cody, who has good matches with everybody. Really got exposed. <laughs> like he was the only guy from that Cody challenge who didn't get a job with AEW. Yeah, right. That says that says a lot about you. Uh, you know, real quick, Warhorse story. Warhorse story. <laughs> hey, so no, I, I've never I've never met the man, but Maybe I interacted with him on social media one time just because. Uh, he was building his own gym during the pandemic and he actually found some um, he put it on social media that he actually found some steel barbell plates, 45 pound barbell plates. And then he painted them all black and then painted the inside in road warrior colors and actually had one. Some of them had the the animal, some of them had the Hawk logo and they were all road warrior barbell plates. And I thought that was so cool. That is cool. That's really cool. And he actually sent me like a, a step-by-step instruction on how to do that. Mike, uh, I can't if I bury to a guy if he's cool. Like <laughs> yeah. it ruins the gimmick if he's like, oh, this is actually a really good guy. You should feel guilty for making a joke. Like, yeah, but he plays a heavy metal fan who's like five foot eight, one hundred and seventy-five pounds. That's like a badass, but he is anything but. But he was a meme. He's a meme wrestler, right? He's Danhausen. He's he was, you know what I mean? So mm, Danhausen um, got a contract. Danhausen got a contract, but I think that. If if they if they did the Cody, this is just a, a big if, and this could be a maybe a brace for debate topic later on Patreon. Oh, go to patreon.com slash fight game media because JD and I are gonna do all debate topics all the time. But if they had brought in Danhausen and that Cody challenge and asked him to have a good match instead of just be entertaining on the outside. He not he would not have likely have gotten a contract if if he was put in that position. Instead, they utilize him as you know for what he is, which is just a a comedy guy. He's the fucking boogeyman. You just keep him on the outside of the ring. You don't he's let him do anything. The he's really good at being the meme wrestler. He, like he there's is. no there's nobody in professional wrestling that understands his role better than Danhausen. I got a six year old that loves Danhausen. He can't tell you, he's ever seen a match, but he looks at the shtick and he just goes, Oh, I like this guy. You know, like this dude, yeah. he's a walking Simpsons character. If I were five years old and I saw Danhausen on TV, he would be like one of my favorites. Like, that's uh, what it is. He's got it. That's what it is. He, he's got it when he feels a kid. Yeah, when he first showed up, Andy had to get a Danhausen shirt. Don't bet him. Had to buy his $30 of the freaking show. Rip oh, off yeah. Rip off. This is his birthday. What are you gonna do? Like, but he had to have it. Had to have a Danhausen shirt. I mean, there's that dude gets it. That dude's like an he's okay. He is at the same time a a meme wrestler, and yet he's like a throwback to dudes from the eighties, right? Mm-hmm. Who know what they are, understand their value, and just care about making money. I respect Danhausen. Oh yeah, dude. Dude's getting paid. I'm never gonna be mad at that. He's getting paid. He he's protecting his body. He gets paid decent money for doing very little. Uh, I always will respect that. That is my dream and my goal in life. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out of market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. 
Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, but the goal of this show is to review Impact, so we were going to get to that. We got to get to main that. Show, yeah. Main show started where uh, former Impact Tag Team Champions, the Kingdom, confronted Scott Demore and threatened legal action after last week's title loss to Heath and Rhino and subsequent beatdown from PCO. They said it was an uh, unsafe working environment, and uh, Scott Demore said, "Well, hey guys, look, you don't have anything to worry about. I'm sorry that that happened. I'm sorry Maria is hurt. I'm sorry Vince is in the hospital, but you never have to worry about that again." They all shook hands. He said, you never have to worry about that again because you're fired. Now get out. And I, I fucking loved it. I loved the whole, I, I just, I popped so big. I was like, where are they going to go with this? How are they going to do this? And he just fired their asses. And uh, I thought it was great. They'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I actually posted on Twitter. I was like, oh no, they got fired and sent to AEW where they're going to make more money and be seen by more people. Jacksonville State, I believe Tommy Dreamer <laughs> referred to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to be okay, guys. Uh, don't, don't worry. They'll land on their feet. The unsafe work environment, that's a Shawn Michaels, right? Yeah, yeah. That's Shawn yep. Michaels, uh, the Montreal thing, right? Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart's first fight back in 90. I think it was early 97. Shawn, uh, Bret pulled out a chunk of Shawn's hair, and Shawn said, I can't work here. This is an unsafe working environment. This is yeah. uh, around the smile loss and all that. So it's a, that's a deep cut for wrestling fans. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Good segment. Really dug it. It was fun. Um, and then we go to our first match. It's uh, Trey Miguel defeating a uh, former AEW star. And now uh, I guess he's an impact star going forward. Uh, we're going to see here over the next few weeks, something happened at the tapings. That's going to uh, lead us to Alan angels being a part of this company going forward. He looks like he's going to stick around a long time. So that's good. Because I think that this is a guy that they could actually work with and maybe get behind a little bit. But uh, Trey Miguel beats him here. Uh, and I thought this was a really good match. I really enjoyed this match. It's the best Alan Angels match in Impact that I've seen um, I agree. since he's been back. I agree. I think Alan Angels has something. I think he was really smart. Not re- I think I said it before on the show. I thought he was really smart re-signing with a- not re-signing with AEW. I think that he's a guy who's going to get better by grinding, right? I think too yeah. many people today want that contract and they can just – sit around and do nothing and just collect money, which again, worker mentality. I respect it, but I don't think you're going to get good. I think Alan angels is going to get good by being here in impact and working with Trey Miguel. And yeah. uh, he's shown a little bit of personality on his Twitter. I'd like to see it come through and on the show a little bit. So we'll see what happens, but I really like the match. I thought it was good. Do you think he's a legit bald guy or is he just like just shaving his head? He's 23. Yeah. I hope he's choosing to, because that's rough to go bald that young. Yeah, yeah, and if and if so, you know, fuck him. If you have hair, grow it, baby. Don't be like me. Like I, I don't, I don't have it, so I got to shave my stupid head. Um, you know, he kind of looks like Chris Daughtry. You remember that guy? Yeah, he does look like Chris Daughtry. Yeah, he's got the he's got the whole like the uh, the well kept like freshly groomed. Facial Beer. hair. Yeah, with feet. the with the shaved head. Chris yeah, Daughtry, got... like 15 years ago, Chris Daughtry was gonna be like the next big rock star. It didn't happen. Yeah. No, no, didn't didn't happen. Um uh he had like some hits, but it was like 
you know, like soft rock like hits, you know, but like power ballad really... kind of stuff. Like it was like Yeah. It was a little there'll never be nostalgia for power ballads. Like just there just isn't it would have happened already. And like yeah, it just it was it just didn't yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's still touring finer uh, you know, event centers and you know, um parades and carnivals across this great land. Yeah, County yeah, fairs. Sure he is. Yep, you can hear his music in uh, elevators in Vegas if you go there. Um, so you said his, Miguel, his music or music versions of his music? Uh, Muzak, probably. Muzak, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, Trey, Trey Miguel will face uh, the winner of uh, next week's Mike Bailey versus Kenny King match. Uh, Chris Bay and Ace Austin were looking for Bully Ray and found him and Tommy Dreamer. Austin thinks Bully Ray jumped him in the locker room last week, which uh, took him out of their tag team match. Bully Ray said it was probably Moose. Uh, then when Bay advanced... Dreamer told him to get back, which Bay didn't like. And this led to a challenge for a match later in the evening. Um, so they're still working this whole Bully bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer thing, thinking that uh, Bully, they're doing a whodunit. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a classic story, a whodunit. It's a clue type of deal. Um, I get the feeling some security cam footage is going to show up eventually to reveal who exactly did it. And I don't think it's going to be Bully or Moose. Why do we care? When I say this, I don't mean as why do we care bully racers? I've already made that statement. But like this is pro wrestling. People get jumped all the time. Why is everybody so offended that Bully Ray might have jumped someone? This happens every week in every pro wrestling show in America. I don't understand why everyone's like, well, you know, you can't trust Bubba. Josh, and then Kale sings to Josh later in the show. He's like, well, you can't trust him. No shit. He's going to try to beat you for your title. Of course you shouldn't <laughs> trust him. I don't yeah. I don't understand the psychology behind this angle and why Bully's like so offended that people don't trust him. That's the part that I don't get. Bully seems to be flabbergasted that people don't trust him. But I got to disagree with you on one point. Please. If you're Chris Bain Ace Austin, don't you want to know who did it so well, you could exact revenge? Like from their point of view – they're like, and they're thinking it's bully, and they're trying to go. They're on a fact-finding mission, and so they're trying to get to that fact. Now, I get it, it's pro wrestling; this happens everywhere, but still, everywhere it happens, you want to find out who did it and then beat their ass. Mike, it's pro wrestling. I want punch first, ask questions later. They should be coming okay. in with chairs and <laughs> chains, assuming Bubba did it, and start hitting them instead of well, being like, yeah. "I know this isn't knives out." Like, I don't want to see like a detect. <laughs> although, it'd be great if Swinger was actually doing that. Now that I'm now that I'm thinking about it. If we had like Swinger as a detective trying to get, it's the only way this storyline works to me yeah. as opposed to being the centerpiece of the show, which I hate. <laughs> yeah. You know, they should have went a steel and just uh, took a bite out of somebody or went young bucks, kicked the door open and smacked the fucking hell out of a dog and broke his teeth. They should have just did his... what the, what the young bucks and Kenny Omega did uh, abusing animals. Every time someone brings up the dog, I just roll my eyes. Remember, oh, Kenny was only there to save the dog. And it's just, oh, the dog lost his teeth. So Kenny either you're full of shit or failed to do that and the dog lost all his teeth. I don't know, man. Someday we're going to get the real version of what happened there and it's going to be like on, it's going to be entertaining. But until then, I'm just going to laugh at all this stupid shit. Giselle Shaw was teaming with, was beaming with Vexed over their efforts two weeks ago over the Death Dolls. Tonight they really want to say goodbye to Mickey James and they want to send her pack into retirement with a loss. So with in this trios match, if Mickey James's team loses, then Mickey James has to retire. That's a new wrinkle to this angle because even if she loses in a tag team match, she has to retire. So that's interesting. I, you know, I was interested in the match before. I think that's a little bit more interesting. 
Does she um, have to? Look what Muda's doing. Muda said he was going to retire and then went, eh, maybe, uh, hey, maybe no. He's still, hey, he's still on the books to retire. He hasn't uh, said he's not going to yet, but uh, it could it could happen. Uh, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. More to come on that. There could actually be come. some pretty big news coming out more about uh, Muda. We'll see what happens, though. Uh, Rochelle Steele defeated Tasha Steele's. No, Shield. Rochelle Shield. Rochelle Shield. Rochelle Shield. Does she sell she shores by the sea? By the she shore. Okay. Um, anyways, good. Yeah, but Steele beat her ass. Uh, <laughs> laid her out. Said she sucks, and then told Evans to come in and beat her up. So Evans did and uh, got DQ'd, and then uh, yeah, so that was that. <laughs> she said she basically beat her ass and said, "Look, this is beneath me," uh, and then brought in Savannah Evans to, to finish the job. So. Honestly, honestly, one of my favorite plays on the squash trope I've seen in a long time. I thought this made for good wrestling TV for like the two yes. minutes that it was on my screen. So kudos I, to everyone involved, including Rochelle Shield. Rochelle. I, I really enjoyed it. I think Tasha Steeles is more effective in this kind of role and not having like long matches. I don't think that she's very effective that way, but she was Mike, great here. Mike, she yeah. should be a manager. I th- so she's you know, like I said about um, Chelsea. I think Tasha's window of opportunity to be successful as a pro wrestler is closing in. Um, she, I th- think, she has a particular skill set, and it's talking verbal. And it's verbal. Okay, and it's not to say that she's a bad wrestler. I just no. don't think that she's ever going to be a great wrestler. Right. So I I I like what she's doing right now, but. I think eventually she can make a lot of money being a heel manager for a Savannah Evans, who seems to have a lot of potential, but um, it, it, does she need to go there now? No, but I would say here in the next couple of years, I could, I could absolutely see her transitioning into that role and doing commentary. I think that she would be good at that too. Um, not if she gets, if she's not in full character all the time on commentary and actually, you know, uh, goes more sports based, but keeps some of her humor. I think she would do a great job there. I agree. I truly believe that she, her future is, is um, something with a microphone. Like look yeah. at, uh, shoot, what do we call Aiden English again in this company? Matt Raywalt. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I think he's, that guy reinvented himself when he figured out, you know what? I'm just better at talking to people. You know, I think that, uh, I think Tasha will eventually figure that out. She's got, she's got talent, man. She's got talent. She does. And she's got her character figured out and I really, really, really enjoy her work. I really enjoy her work. She's another person that's grown a lot since she's been an impact. And she came in right, right as the pandemic started. She's been here uh, kicking ass. So good for her. That's what impact can do. I think more than any other companies, you can come here because the roster is small and because they're pretty loyal to you. If you stick with them for a while, or if you've been in WWE that you will get an opportunity to shine. And I think she's a great example of uh, how, how much a, a performer can improve if just, you know, given opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Next, the Motor City Machine Guns congratulated uh, Heath and Rhino winning the tag titles. They reminded them of their commitment of a title shot, which Heath, which Heath was down with. He, sexu- he suggested they go to management, and they did. So then after the commercial break, uh, Cardona and Myers were also waiting for management, and as they got into a shoving match about who would get the shot, DeMorne busted out and said it would be Alex Shelley versus Cardona tonight. So um, got some stuff going on there. And uh, next, yeah, next we go to uh, Chris Bay. Uh, he defeated Tommy Dreamer 
Um, I like that Chris Bay won, so I'm not going to complain. Um, the, a lot of the focus was on the Tommy or on the the Bully Ray stuff. At one point, Moose came down and tripped Chris Bay. Chris Bay thought that it was Bully that did it. Almost led to a, a near or almost led to a pin, but then eventually uh, Chris Bay hit the art of finesse on uh, Tommy Dreamer. I hate it. I hate everything I, about this story. I'm, I just yeah. I hate it. Yeah, I, I thought the I thought the match was fine. So it was fine. Chris Bay's a really good yeah. wrestler. He uh, yeah. I don't want to say carried Tommy to a good match, but you know Tommy's in ring appearances should be few and far between, not in consecutive weeks. Yeah, uh, Impact Plus flashback was a Slammiversary 10 when Bully Ray def- defended the TNA title against Sting in a weapons match. So there you go. So they're really, really re- trying to remind the audience that Bully Ray was once somebody. So we'll see. Long time ago. Yep. Uh, Aussie Open, they're back. because They cut a promo saying that they still want to shot at the tag titles and issued an open challenge for next week. Um, that was cool. I dude, these guys are good promos, man. I dig these guys. I uh, I know they're New Japan talent, so we only get them in for shots here and there, so we might never get behind them. But they're really good. You know what sucks about Aussie Open is like we're only getting to hear them talk now, and usually they're with Osprey, who's a terrible talker, who does almost all the talking for them. Mm-hmm. Right? Whenever you see the Empire, like I'm like these guys are great. Like don't ever give Osprey the microphone. Just let them do it. Yeah. Yeah, these guys really got it figured out, man. I dig mm-hmm. them. Um, Dreamer and Bully Ray, were, uh, they were backstage and they were complaining. Uh, Bully Ray was upset that he was flabbergasted that people don't trust him anymore after all the crazy shit that he's ever okay. done. What? Yeah, this is what I don't get about this. I, <laughs> if Bully's character was like, hey, man, I'm trying to make good for the guy I used to be. I'm not like Unforgiven, right? You've seen Unforgiven, yeah. right? With Clint Eastwood? Oh, dude. Yeah, I'm right. I have I have balls. Of course, I've seen Unforgiven. Give me a break. <laughs> um, one of the greatest westerns of all time, if definitely not the greatest western of his generation. Right, that is a story of an old gunslinger who doesn't want to be this violent sociopath badass anymore, and he keeps telling mm-hmm. people, "I'm not that guy anymore. I'm not that guy anymore." In the end of the movie, he guns her behind. He's like, "Yeah, I'm still that dude." You know, <laughs> if, if yeah. great movie, I can't say enough good things about it. <laughs> If that was the storyline here where bullies like, I need to make amends for the guy I used to be. And I understand you don't trust me, but I'm different now. Like instead of being entitled, like he's so entitled, like you should trust me. Why? Cause yeah. I have a radio show. Like it's just, there's it's character, like well, story motivation wise makes no sense to me. And I think that's what they were going for at first. And, but we've already gotten to this point now where he's like, he's upset that he's not being, but we're in like episode three of this. When really he should get – if we go to like episode 10, say if it was an episodic show, right? It if it's, if it were episode – well, you know what I mean. But if we're yeah. like episode 10, right, of the series and people still don't trust him after all the good he's done, then maybe he has a right to be upset about it. But he's making amends now, and by a couple of weeks in, he's already, he's like upset that people haven't forgiven him, that they don't trust him. That doesn't make sense to me. But I what, what you're saying he should be doing, he was doing the last couple of weeks – but he's Not already really. jumped le- No, he's already jumped levels. But he, he said he's trying to make amends. He's trying to do things right. He's shaking people's well, hands. Okay. He's doing all what, that stuff. What has he done to make amends? They just say, that, hey, I'm here to make amends. What have you done to make amends? Well, and, it's not like someone well, and, jumped Josh and he's out there saving. Like MJF he and did. Moxley was more. Yeah, but not, no, it's like, like you're not driving at Bound for glory, he, At Bound for Glory, he absolutely did do that. Right, He actually came out on and more and with Josh 
beat down on her anymore. So, it, so in his mind, he's he's doing things right to to make amends, but in everybody else's mind, he hasn't done enough yet. And the part is, is he doesn't see himself for what he what other people see him as. Are okay. What who? Where do we get a bigger audience on pay per view or on the show? On on the show, but the clip That's is on I'm YouTube, saying. and the clip was on the That's, show of what happened. Oh, right? we give AEW people shit about that all the time. That if you well, want to, if you want the story, you got to go somewhere else and not the actual. No, they show. did show the, but they showed the clip on yeah, the show. Yeah, it's not they like you said. It's from, only three weeks in. Like it's not enough. Yes. We're jump, like you said, we're jumping layers. You need to when okay when you need to when you make amends, you need to like do more than okay. Well, this one time. I wasn't a piece of shit. Now you guys all should like think I'm great. Cause that's like yeah. what it is. Like we haven't, he hasn't done enough to earn this particular roster's respect yet. Right. Or trust. Like, again, it's entitled. Like he feel it feels like this character feels entitled to it, which makes him come off like a bigger heel. Well, which I think we're, that's where we're heading to. I think he's going to become a bigger heel. Oh, probably. I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying that this whole thing's working for the audience, but I do see that that's where this is going. Like, I, I just don't see bully. I don't think it is being actually. a baby face. You don't, you think don't, he's going to stay baby. I don't, I don't know if he's going to stay baby. I mean, I could see, I could see this being almost WWE. Well, you people didn't believe in me. So now I'm going to be bad because you didn't. Yeah. I mean, I could see that being more of it. Like, cause you're right. This who done it, it clearly, Okay, it's like mystery stories one on one. You point to your, you point to the one guy, but it clearly can't be the one guy. It's going to be somebody else. It's probably like yeah. Juice or something like that doing it, because well, you know he's gone. More, 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 more on, on that, that later. On Patreon. Yeah, yeah. More on that. More about Juice Robinson. Next, we go to uh, Matt Cardona. He defeated Alex Shelley. Um, this was a TNA match. Uh, Big, time. Big time. Big time. You know Big time. And I and I really liked it. I, I actually really enjoyed the match. A lot of Gaga outside interference, a lot of near falls. The fans were with it. Um, and the whole time I'm looking at Myers and I'm like, not Myers, I'm sorry. I'm looking at Cardona. He's like you know, six foot three, 250 pounds. He's shredded. He's got a great look. He's a good worker. Like the guy, like people don't give him credit for being a, oh, an bad. actually a good worker. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a great heel. And I'm just like, this guy should have the title. <laughs> saying it for months he really should i was like look i was just like because i know and i know that like the traditionalist people would be like why is card why is cardona why the hell is zach Ryder beating alex shelley but well newsflash motherfuckers like he's actually very good and he's a, a big star and i totally get it but he's evolved, right? Like yes. He's not Matt Card. He's not Zack Ryder. The Matt Cardona character is a totally different guy than Zack Ryder. Like Matt Cardona is like the broken dreams of Zack Ryder. And that's kind of what I love about it, right? Yeah. The Matt Cardona character clings to his former famous Zack Ryder and it's made him like <laughs> secretly bitter. Like I love the Matt Cardona character. Now, now uh, Heath and Rhino are the same dudes they were in the WWE, right? And that's kind of what I hate about it. Zero evolution whatsoever. Yeah, Same thing that's... with uh, that dipshit Dango. Same thing. Yes, exactly. They've done, they're lazy. Like they've done no, and again, Heath's over. He, whatever he's doing is working. But as far as like a character goes, there's no difference. Like they're both stuck in 2016. Where at least Matt Cardone, like I said, Matt Cardone works his ass off. And I yeah. just, I think he's better than what we're, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll take him, you know, in Motor City Machine Guns all day. That's perfectly fine. I just, um, I don't know, why 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 is he here and bully raising the main event? I just don't get it. Well, I don't I, you know, I'm holding out hope that eventually Cardona is gonna be in the main event there, but you know, 
Hope impact so. isn't really impact isn't really his top priority. He and he's he's got Fair. he's doing a lot of stuff with GCW. He's doing stuff with NWA. He's going for the title there. So that guy is everywhere. So if you're impact, it's like if we get behind this guy, we're probably gonna have to pay him a lot of money not to take these other dates, right? Okay, and to but- make us his top priority. And I but I, I think that he would be worth it. Is that a better use of funds than Bully Ray? Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's like I get this. I get that this company is kind of where it is right now. And I've had these like epiphanies about business and wrestling companies and stuff like that. I'm okay with impact being what it is. I don't have a problem with it, Yeah, but I just, I, I don't like them. Not, <clears throat> not put, like you say, he's got all these other priorities. Why isn't impact the top priority? Impact has the biggest reach of any of these companies, right? Mm-hmm. He could be their guy. Like he could be their heel guy. Like it could work, especially because all we do now is push WWE guys. If you watch the commercials, like, yeah, that could be the thing Like that could be the whole crux of what he is. And like, I just see so much more storyline potential than this knives out knockoff shit. We're doing with bully Ray. I just don't get it, man. He's come a long way from the mid Cardona days when we made fun yes. of him every week. A hundred percent. Again, <laughs> we were hard on 180. him. <laughs> We've yes. done a complete 180 on him because yeah. he's worked his ass off. <laughs> yeah. To not, yeah. not just to look, he looks great. His work is good, but he built a character, right? He mm-hmm. totally changed over the last 18 months. He's totally changed his character and it's, Freaking interesting. It's the most interesting guy in the Indies, in my opinion. Yeah, I totally agree. Next, uh, Josh Alexander was chatting with Rich Swan and Gail Kim. Uh, she reminded him that uh, to not trust anyone and to watch his back. Okay. Coincidentally, Steve Macklin ran from behind and pounded uh, Alexander. Uh, Foreshadowing. Yeah, Frankie Alex or Frankie Kazarian just happened to be there for the save. Alexander wondered how that could be, and Frankie uh, said that he wants the champ at 100%. Alexander offered up an opportunity to take Aussie Open's Open Challenge, uh, which Kazarian liked. So there you go. So we got Aussie Open versus Frankie and Josh next week. So and I'm looking forward to that. Gonna be a good match. Aussie Open's never gonna win a match on TV, no matter what company they're in. <laughs> no. They're like, we're the top tag team in the world. Like, yeah, but you guys lose a lot. Like yeah, yeah. Fine. Every company they, they well, they're the strong champions. So the only show they don't lose on is strong. But like twenty people, yeah. like twenty people yeah. watch strong. Like uh, ne- yeah. Next we got the Joe Hendry. He defeated uh, Raj Singh. Um, Hendry, this was obviously great. Uh, he. Uh, so this is from our friend Josiah. It says Hendry already feels very lived in with his character, which is a compliment. The song just hits perfectly. Hendry picked up the win with the standing ovation chokeslam bomb. Uh, do you believe is what he said. And he had, he cut a really funny promo at the beginning of the, the match too. So I dug everything about this. It's good. Um, yeah. Talk about guys who know what they are. Joe Henry gets this character. It's his character. Mm-hmm. He created it and he's clearly invested in it. I don't know where we go from here, but it might not have to go anywhere. Like he might have, he might carve a nice little spot for himself as a, he's a baby face, right? Yeah, it's weird. It's a different type of baby face, but I think it can work. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where this character goes over the next few months because I like it. I think it's good. I just, uh, where does it go? I don't know. I'm curious. I'm interested. Yeah, yeah we'll see. Uh, Eric Young and Diener were talking to someone off camera about Young's match with Sam McCallahan next week, and he hopes that person's eyes would be open next week. So uh, new members are being added to Violent by Design, which we'll find out soon. So. Uh, but I'm not going to spoil it, but we do have a uh, very interesting members coming up. I don't know. So don't thank you. I, yeah. I don't read the spoilers. Oh. 
Oh, okay, good. Um, a blonde Gia Miller talked to Eddie Edwards about uh, the standing of Honor No More after last week. He said it was uh, No More with nothing left to salvage. She, she asked about uh, Alicia, and he said he wanted to keep a private letter saying he would have done everything the same over the last year given how it ended up. He said the poison pill was PCO, and he's going to pay for what he's done. Um, the pastor left off the fact that uh, Eddie Edwards said that PCO is nothing but a bitch. <laughs> of course, Josiah would not write that on there. He's got too much dignity, uh, unlike us, yeah, who, who have none. Um, <laughs> yeah. First of all, first of all, Gia with the blonde hair and in the red dress. Damn, like no, no, no comment for me. No oh, comment. I wow. Like I remember, I saw Gia at the uh, AAW show last year, and I didn't recognize her. She, we were all wearing masks, but uh, she is she's very pretty, very pretty woman, and like. This uh, this new look is uh, it's a thing, man. Big fan, big fan. She, she, I think, did a good job too. Like this really isn't like I think she's getting way more comfortable in the interview role. And I think this was like her really elevating her mm-hmm. game, right? Like this felt yeah. like something they have like Renee Paquette do, like both in WWE and now in AEW. And I think that she actually did a really good job. I really do. I think it's a good segment. She, she's uh, she's great. Um, you know, she came mm-hmm. in during the pandemic, right? She was like a like just happened to be Ace Austin's girlfriend who had a little bit of wrestling training and they had no backstage announcers. So they just like, she had no experience and she just did it. Mm-hmm. And so she basically was taught from scratch in this company since the beginning of the pandemic, earned herself a contract and basically has a role here for, for a long, long time. They've really gotten behind her in this role and she's gotten a lot better and she's great now. She um, is. It was, it was kind of a struggle early on, right? She was, but, was. which makes sense because she wasn't trained, but she's mm-hmm. actually done a great job and, and, really gotten to where like eventually she might get looks from some of the bigger companies. If, uh, if they wanted to do that, I think she's good enough. I don't, wouldn't surprise me if either company came calling to be honest with you. Cause I, this like her work's been good over the last year. It's been good. Like she's done a good job. Like she's not asked to do a lot, but I really felt like in this segment in particular, like I don't want to say she stole the show from, from Edwards because like he did a good job. Um, they're pushing a storyline, but I was really more impressed with with her being able to really carry it. Like she really mm-hmm. impressed me in this one. I really think that uh, I think Impact could have something. I, I would like them to see her do more of these, like more um, yeah. sit down a little bit more serious interview mm-hmm. segments. Again, it was it was good. It was really good. She should uh, it's be like on the job experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eddie Edwards sticking as a heel, which I like. I, I dig that. I like that he's need uh, heels. We need heels. Yeah. Yep. And he's a good one, I think. Great heel. Um, next, we go to the main event. It's knockout champion uh, Jordan Grace, uh, Mommy James, and Taylor Wilde uh, defeating Vexed and Giselle Shaw. Um, if uh, Mickey James's team lost, then James would have to retire. Um, I I thought this was a pretty good match. At, at one point, there's a clunky spot where Chelsea tried to do a blockbuster. Like, uh, oh, yeah. Gianna had Mickey up for a power bomb, and then. Chelsea was doing a block, but it, it didn't work, but it was kind of clunky. But other than that, I thought this match was fine. Fans are into it. Lots of excitement. Lots of cool stuff happened um, and a good way to close the show. I didn't like the end. I thought I do. I, I, Chelsea's best stuff, too, is um, her personality stuff. She's never going to be this. She's not a great athlete. She, like The end ring stuff's never going to be like the smoothest for her. She's not Deanna, who's a good, who is a good athlete, or Mickey, who's a good athlete. You know, um, But she's got a role. She's just good. Yeah. I did not like the finish. Why did Giselle really? Shaw go out and grab? Why did Giselle Shaw go out and ring and and hold the title up and like 
complete like they were kicking the shit out of them. Like they tossed both the baby yeah. faces out. They had Mickey dead to rights and Giselle Shaw felt the need to leave the ring to grab the belt to stand there with it to let jordan tackle her from behind no it was like one of these things we talk about in writing where like you know the plot dictates you have to do something so you do it even if it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever and i didn't i didn't like that part of it because that was what led to the finish and it made right. no sense. You know, and, no I, and I think I just I think I just missed that part. I was like, you did. I was like, why is she holding the title? OK. And the next thing you know, we go to the finish. So I just um, maybe I looked at my phone or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, but I, I do yeah, I'm guilty that, that in the show. I, you know, yeah, yeah. I just, <laughs> I, I, the right result, of course, you know, I like Taylor. You know, she looked like she's getting a little bit more comfortable again. Um, yeah. But yeah, the end, the the sequence that led to the finish it didn't make sense to me. It didn't really work. I mean, like, I don't know, man. I don't know, Lance. You're supposed to be in there making things make sense. That's what you claim to do all the time. You're there. You're here to make things make sense. You're going to call things out when they don't make sense. And one of your top heels who delivers just this absolutely beautiful, uh, that spin kick that Kofi Kingston calls the trouble in paradise. I'm not sure what she calls it. Mm-hmm. it was, Giselle, it was absolutely gorgeous. Like, man, that was awesome. And then she just walks out of the ring and grabs the belt for just reasons. Lance, hmm. what's the reason for that, dude? Maybe we'll find out next week on Impact um, as we figure out why. I mean, Chelsea got pinned, so we all kind of know where this is leading. Um, and so Vexed is probably no more, and there's now an issue because Giselle Shaw was too focused on the title belt and not focused on her team. Maybe that's where they're going. That's stupid, but okay, probably right. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, uh, that's going to do it for the recap portion of the show. We're going to head over to Patreon and keep the conversation going. What's that? We need- we would like everybody listening to the show to please go on to Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen yes. to the podcast. Drop us a five-star frog splash, because I'm going to steal that from everybody else does it. Review, because quite frankly, we deserve it, and we need it. Help us work the yeah. algorithm. This is a wrestling podcast. we got to work things. We need to work our algorithm. So if you're if you entertained by Mike and I's rambling musings, please hit us up with five stars. We would greatly appreciate it. Yeah, you can do that. Just I, iTunes or Spotify. Just give us a five star review. We'd really appreciate it. And but when you do it, you can actually put comments in there. Um, and just so our boss knows the reason, because we don't have our own feed. We're part of just oh, yeah. the Fight no, Team Media no. feed. So when you go and you and you hit that five star review, feel free to go in the comment section and say, "I am here because Mike and JD are the best fucking podcasts on the network." That feel free Ooh. to say that. Yes, yeah, please. yeah. Just go, go ahead and say, just put us over. Say, say, Mike is very handsome. JD, not as much as Mike, but still handsome. Fair, and fair. we we love their, we love their voices, and we like when they make fun of Impact and make fun of everybody. So go ahead and say that uh, that that you you like us. You were sent there by us, and then maybe uh, maybe the boss Garrett will kick us some cheddar down the road. Maybe we'll extra, maybe we'll kick you a free t. Maybe we'll kick you a free BFI t shirt. Hey, yes, yes. Screenshot it. Let us know, and then maybe. Yeah. We'll, We'll, we'll kick one of those your way because um, we're scumbags but, like that. We will grease, we'll grease the wheels to get what we want, baby. I, I am not above buying your love. Me neither. Not one bit. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, head, head over to Patreon. We're going to keep the conversation going. We got a couple of news, really quick news stuff. And then we're going to get into some brub. Well, you know, we'll do brace for debate first. So we'll do some brace for debate topics. And then we've got a couple of news tidbits to talk about and we'll, we'll call it home. So head over to patreon.com slash fight game media and join the conversation over there. Uh, Patreon stick around. Save big on brunch for mom all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for one twenty nine each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine a pound all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.